When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible.com. If you would like to support this podcast and start a 30-day trial membership, visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Season 11, Episode 19. This is Writing Excuses, Fashion for Writers with Rebecca McKinney. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're getting dressed. (laughs) I'm Brandon. I'm Mary. I'm Dan. I have pants on. (laughs) And I don't. (laughs) (laughs) We would like to thank Rebecca for being our guest host on this episode. You're welcome. And we'd like to thank our live studio audience. Um, at Life, the Universe, and Everything, Science Fiction Symposium. So, uh, go ahead, take it away, Dan. All right, so this is an episode that I've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, Rebecca has been a friend of mine for uh, a few years now. We've, uh, even to the point that we've worked on, uh, I, I used her, <laughs> I, I leveraged my friendship with her to get her to give me a whole bunch of really good fashion advice on the book that I just wrote called Blue Screen, and we'll talk about that a little later. And uh, that convinced me that was such a fascinating series of conversations. I thought we have to get her here on the show. So thank you very much for being here. And so I want to start. We want to talk about fashion, how fashion works, how clothing uh, can be described well in books, things like that. Let's start with the question first, the bad stuff. What are some big mistakes that you see writers make when they talk about clothing? Well, Brandon Sanderson. (laughs) (laughs) No, I told Dan beforehand I was only comfortable picking on these guys. And since I've read Mm -hmm. pretty much their work, um, there's a few things that it pulls me out really quickly. And the first thing I'd like to say is just a really simple fix. Um, You had me, I don't remember what the name of the book was. It was the genetics one. Partials. No, the other one that you'd have it published. Oh, Extreme Makeover. Okay. So you're making a joke. And it depends very specifically on wordplay, and you got the wordplay wrong. This is something that you get every now and then, which is if you're going to make a joke, make it right where it's not funny. So he was making an example of jeans, which is most people are wearing jeans here. It's a twill weave. He commented, I'm not wearing jeans, I'm wearing twill. The word he was looking for was tweed. The joke is only funny if it's right. Yeah, so, so know what a, you're talking about yes. sounds like a good one to start on. Yeah. So, and, and everyone wears clothing, so there's this assumption that you know what is going on, and you don't. Um, I'm sorry. 
Uh, Anne of Green Gables is another example where she talks about puff sleeves being extravagant. And what you don't understand, if, if you don't have something that's lycra-based, if you don't have anything that's stretchy, and you have zero puff in your sleeve, you can't go like this. Your arms don't go above your head. I'm sorry, I wear deodorant, I promise. And so <laughs> it's very important to understand that you have to have certain things. The human body is shaped a certain way, and it functions mostly the same way. And you have to accommodate that. There's no getting around it. Your arm has to have a certain rotation or you're not able to move that arm. And so if you don't have a puffed sleeve, you can't go like, you know, you can't rotate it. I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember that I can't. Yeah. For those of you not <laughs> benefiting from the video feed, sorry. she's doing the backstroke. So yeah. this, is, <laughs> this, is, this is very um, frustrating when, when I'm reading a book and someone's playing with the weave of their sweater. Well, sweaters aren't woven, they're knit. So there's the little basic inaccuracies. And there's also, um, sorry, I have a list. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> questions before <laughs> um, um, Another thing that I think people do that's a little odd, and this is a bigger jump, is people describe clothing the exact same way no matter who is telling the story. And that's, Sorry, I, you can't, again, for the video feed, you cannot see me nodding vigorously every time <laughs> Rebecca speaks. Um, I love John Cleaver specifically because uh, Dan did a great job with that because every single thing John does is from his point of view. And he does that with clothing as well. He doesn't notice clothing unless he shouldn't be noticing clothing, which is interesting the way that he set up the rules and everything and he's very upset that Brooke has changed her shirt because she shouldn't have and that's really the only time I can remember John overtly noticing and getting passionate about what someone was wearing was when Brooke wasn't wearing what she should have been and if if you have a a book that switches character points okay if my husband and I my our our a book is from our perspectives he would not notice what I notice I have memorized what every single kid in my primary wears every week. I'm in the primary <laughs> presidency. It's just how it works. I know every single one of their clothes, and I know when they get new ones. Not because I'm a crazy person. Well, <laughs> not because I'm going to murder them, but because that's just how my brain works. I can't go somewhere and see a bow that's mistied and not fix it. My husband could care less, and the conversations he has to have with me before a fashion show— He's a sweet man, but he does not care at all. And I think that your character should reflect that. Don't have it instantly just jump back into being very bland. Like, oh, this is the writer speaking now. When you notice Ron Weasley, you only notice his clothing when it's ill-fitting because he's poor. So it underlines something very important. That's a different thing. Sorry, I skipped. No, no I was, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're, I'm, I'm, we're just going to segue without yeah. the questions. I'm glad that you, you mentioned that because one of the things that, that clothing demonstrates and one of the things that drives me crazy is that people don't think about the economy of clothing in their books, yeah. um, that, that they will have characters wearing garments that they can't afford, or um, they will do things like having things made out of clothing, out of, out of cloth that does not come from that region. Like um, Pat Rothfuss in Name of the Wind talks about uh, the fine linen and the everyday cotton. What that immediately tells you is that he is from a region where cotton is grown because the Expensive things are the things that are high labor or that are imported. So fine linen 
everyday material. I mean, a fine linen means that it is not an everyday material. Whereas in the Regency, cotton was the fancy thing because it was being imported from India. Linen was your everyday thing because you could make it at home. And it's that kind of thing where you're not thinking about how the clothing links into into the economy, into the environment, and also into the available technology. Like people used to have to make buttons by hand. So if you've got something, you know, the Victorian button shoes with the ridiculous number of buttons, the reason those happened is because suddenly button making could be automated and buttons were cheap, but the mentality was still that they were a sign of wealth. So the Victorians just said, we're going to put buttons on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's very true. I mean, you get an opportunity to costume your world. If this was a stage play, how would you do that? And you have a very short amount of time. I'm obsessed with clothing, and I will still get bored. I can only handle so much. Um, She was wearing a red shirt and jeans, and I don't care. If you're not moving the story forward, why are you saying it? And I think that it's really important to keep in mind that you have, you can describe their sex, their religion, their socioeconomic background, what kind of world they come from instantly. And you can describe so much about a person that you're not really thinking about. And I think it's so sad that we don't take more advantage. We, I'm not a writer. You, uh, you don't need I, to I apologize for yes. not being yeah. a writer. And, and, and I, I completely agree because, you know, one of the first, the, the ways you judge people is the way that, that's why your mom was always getting on you to dress nicer. Um, it's it's an instant snap judgment. We can tell stuff about someone's economic situation, their class, their taste. You can tell a lot about a person by the way they're dressed. You can't tell everything. People will absolutely make. A, and this is done subconsciously. You're yeah. not you're not meaning to do it, but you do, and that needs to be. Go ahead. No, I, that just needs to be a tool. Think of it as a tool. I mean, y- you have such an opportunity to in such a short. My favorite is, um, I'm, I listen to the podcast, and you say, uh, instead of using a whole sentence to talk about the fancy couch, you can just say the Davenport. It's the same way in clothing. You're not going to have a wallflower wear a bright fuchsia dress. It's just probably not going to happen. And so you can let someone know that they're not a wallflower by coming in the fuchsia dress. You can let so much about a person known by just those details. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all, think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. 
Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, we're going to break here for the book of the week, uh, which is mine. Ha ha. Um, we're going to talk about Blue Screen, which is my new cyberpunk science fiction novel. Uh, it is set in the year 2050, so near future. Uh, in, in 2050, everyone has a computer. Almost everyone has a computer in their brain in, implanted, and they use it for everything. That was kind of my next step after the smartphone. And uh, the main characters in the book, uh, the main character's name is Marisa Carneseca. Uh, she and her friends live in Los Angeles, and they are professional video gamers. And they, uh, early on, uh, one of their friends introduces them to a digital drug that you can plug into the computer in your brain, and it will crash it and give you a buzz. Hence the title, Blue Screen. Um, it's a great book, and it's really fun. And one of the things that I wanted to make sure to do right uh, one of the, a blog that I love to follow, or maybe it's a Tumblr or whatever, is uh, one that talks about all the clothing on Star Trek and the things that they do right and then making fun of all the amazing things that they do wrong. And, uh, and that got me really thinking about the clothing of the future and what will people wear. And so I, uh, I sat down with Rebecca and we talked about it and, and all of the errors in the clothing are mine. Anything brilliant about the clothing in that book comes from Rebecca. So... Anyway, you can get that from Audible, audiblepodcast.com slash excuse, and it is read by Roxanne Hernandez, and uh, you can go start a trial membership and get a copy of that book. All right. What other questions do you have, Dan? All right. We have, I want to ask you, because we've talked a lot in the first half about, you know, things that people get wrong, and a lot of it sounds just like not having a good knowledge base. Where can people learn about this kind of stuff? If someone wants to go out and learn about clothing... What do you recommend that they do? 16 years of obsessing about it. Okay. Okay. No, I'm very old school, so I brought some stuff because I have a bag of tricks. Okay. This. You have to very... say it out loud. For okay. The... <laughs> this is the Reader's Digest. Oh, that's something else. The Reader's Digest New Complete Guide to Sewing. If you have a fabric and you want to figure out what it means, it's probably also on the internet, but this is a definitive. You'll get a lot of people arguing 
And sometimes it's nice just to have a real thing. We'll put a, these book titles in the liner notes as well on the website so that you can look them up. Okay, this is a book from college, and it's very useful. I'm not a costumer, but at one point I was going to be, and it's historic costuming for the stage. The, the nice part about it is it really, it, it's, it's extremely detailed. It goes through what is significant. And... Um, well, it seems like that would be the thing you'd really want to know. It's yeah, not just it, what they wore, but why they wore it. Why yes. is it important that they wore it this way? Well, for example, if, has anyone ever heard the term Greek toga party? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a Rome, it, you had it, like 3% of Roman citizens could wear togas. And so, but there's reasons behind it and it had to be folded a certain way and you had to be like a, a Roman citizen and you had to be male. And it tells a lot about it and it's very specific and why they did that. And that talks about it in a handy-dandy little book. Um, if you don't have the resources to grab the book or you're in a hurry or a deadline or something, the um, and we'll get the right uh, URL for the liner notes, but it's the, the Costumers Guild has a website and they go through and talk about period silhouettes and, uh, and how they would change over the course of, of years and also frequently how that is related to a particular uh, manufacturing technique. Uh, the other thing that is very useful is Pinterest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have started building Pinterest boards for my characters. Yeah. Um, I taught him that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and one of the things that's great about it is, you know, you can build visual reference, but also when you don't know what something is called, you can take that picture to a friend who does know f fashion and costume and say, please tell me what this is. Uh, and, and sometimes they describe it on the sites. The other thing um, is, uh, honestly, pick up fashion magazines. Mm -hmm. uh, years ago, uh, I was having dinner with Phil Folio and talking to him about costumes, and uh, specifically, you know, for putting them in the comic. And he said, I, he, he tried over and over to explain stuff to me, and he finally said, dude, just, just go buy Bina, Bina Abling's uh, fashion design sketchbook. Said, oh, uh, What's that? He said, ah, it's going to set you back about 75 bucks, but it's full of hand-drawn uh, artwork about, you know, how to draw for fashion design. And in 30 seconds of opening that book, I learned the pen strokes that I just didn't know how to do mm. in order to quickly communicate the things that I hadn't been communicating. So 75 bucks to learn something in 30 seconds uh, that paid for itself, but of course I still have the book. All right, I want to make sure we get some really good writing information, so let's, let's uh, move on. What can you tell a writer who is doing a, uh, you know, a fantasy novel or something like that as they're wor world building? What should they think about as they world build their clothing? Well, can we just kind of talk about what we did for blue screen? Yeah. Um, okay, so what we had talked about was what is going to happen in the future of clothing. At some point, you're going to be able to print material. Like, that's something I see. I don't know how soon it's coming, but well, we have 3D printers. Most material today is polyurethane-based. It's going to happen. You, you actually already can print material. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, dad, my dad's a programmer, and he worked for a textile uh, research and development company. So we went in the right direction. Thank you, Mary. Um, <laughs> but what we, what we talked about is, is how that's going to progress and mature. At some point... You're going to get it, and it's going to still be, an, it's going to still be expensive, and you're going to have to do it elsewhere. But eventually, it's going to come into your home, 
mm-hmm. and or or the shop around the corner. And I mean, we have an Xbox 360, and it takes you know th- 3D imaging of your body or however it does that. You're going to be able to buy something on Amazon or whatever and scan your body and print it in your size and shape. And this is a real thing that's going to happen. And I think there's there's stages of it. At first, it's going to be a lot more sleek. And then it's going to be a lot fussier because people learn how to use this tool. And we talked about when when she was going to the to mm-hmm. a club or something. And what is what is it going to differentiate between the old people and the young people? The old people are going to have that that first newer technology of, and, and then the new ones. It, it's it's going yeah. to shift as a culture. One of the great things that that you mentioned to me in that conversation is something that Mary already called out, which was you know, the affluence of having the really fancy clothing. You know, what is fancy? Uh, one thing I didn't know that Rebecca told me is that a really expensive dress, you know, the kind that you see on an Oscar red carpet or something, uh, those are, are uh, advertised in part by the labor hours it took to, to make them because of all the, you know, the extra fabric in the folds and the ruffles and everything. And once we get to the point that that stuff is easy then everyone will do it, and then the rich people will stop doing it because the poor people can. The, the non-fashion example of this is what happened to movie soundtracks when the Casio keyboard came out. Everybody used the Casio keyboard, and we have the, that really weird, you know the music I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and then they figured out when it was actually useful and only used it then. But when a new technology comes out, yeah, what Rebecca is saying is absolutely correct. People will use it for everything. So weird, those fantasy mo- movies from that era, yeah. where the, mm-hmm. ca- you know, the, sim- the, the, the symphonic is gone. Dream. Instead, it's tangerine dream, because yeah. this is the new fangled cool thing. <laughs> um, we are out of time. Sorry. Oh, no, this, this, no, this has been fantastic. <laughs> this has been a really useful episode. We really appreciate you coming on, Rebecca. Oh, stop. I'm blushing. (laughs) And Rebecca, you're going to give us some homework. Yes. I think that you should describe the same outfit from two different point of views and how does that person see them and why. Excellent. And thank you to our studio audience. (laughs) This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writingexcuses. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.